You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So the 10th chapter of Yuvamot is really about case differential information and cases where we get into impossible situations or situations that don't, the, the untenable situations that we need to unwind. And we learned in the first Mishnah just a couple of days ago about a situation who's, um, where a husband goes abroad. So So the woman whose husband has gone, he's gone abroad. And they came and they told her, your husband is dead. So she marries. She marries someone else, then he said. And then her husband comes back. So she's in an impossible situation. She's, she's married to two different men. And the halakha just can't deal with this. It's as if she has two completely invalid marriages. And she requires a get from both of them. But she doesn't acquire any marital rights at all. So in other words, she doesn't get her ketubah or the value of her dowry or the property or any any depreciation in the value of the property that she brought into the marriage or any maintenance. She essentially, she's divorced without her marriage settlement and without any of the economic benefits of being of being married it's as if her marriage did not neither marriage existed from an economic point of view it's actually quite an extraordinary and and tragic punishment for the woman who's involved that is the first mishnah of the 10th chapter and then having set the scene there and we've learned we've studied the intermediate mishnah we're now going to jump to the mishnah which is on the menu for today, which is the fourth Mishnah. So we're going to jump into the middle of the chapter. And the fourth Mishnah has got the opposite situation. So now it's not the husband who's gone abroad, but it's the wife who's gone abroad. So we're going to look at exactly the same situation, but we're going to reverse the genders. And what we're going to find is that the halakha seems to deal with this standard very, very differently. And there's an incomprehensible statement at the end of the Mishnah from Rabbi Yossi, which sounds as though Rabbi Yossi does not agree. Rabbi Yossi doesn't seem to be able to live with this, this double standard. But we'll, we'll see. Let's just jump into the Mishnah anyway, and we'll form our view as we go on. Someone whose wife had gone abroad. And they came and they told him, your wife is dead. Yeah, it's a mirror image situation. He married her sister. Now, that's a forbidden relationship. You cannot marry... You can't marry your wife's sister. If you're a man, you can't marry your wife's sister just as much as if you're a woman, you can't be married to two different men. It's a forbidden relationship. So what happens? And afterwards, his wife came back. 
So what are we going to do? Are we going to dissolve the two marriages? We're going to leave him with no economic benefits from either of the two marriages. No, the halacha is completely different. Muteret lachzorlo, she is permitted to return to him, i.e., and the Mishnah is going to assume that, okay, he's going to divorce. That in other words, she's permitted to return to him, i.e., the first wife returns to him, and presumably he gives the second wife again. We haven't really, we the Mishnah doesn't really deal with the second wife, or for that matter, of the economic situation of the second wife, who's who's going to be divorced now, maybe even without her ketubah either. I think probably without a ketubah, because the Mishnah goes on to say that essentially there's there's no relationship with the the family of the second wife. He's permitted to marry the relatives of the second woman. Now, if normally he had divorced, so maybe he doesn't even divorce, right? Maybe we just invalidate the marriage because if he'd been married to the second woman, he can't marry her relatives. Yeah, that's the principle. We know this principle from Yuvamot. If you're married to uh, Joe or Charlotte, you cannot marry Charlotte's relatives. It's it's incestuous. It's it's out. And in yet in this case, who Mutarbi Kravochnia, he seems to be allowed to marry the relatives of the second wife. So it's as if it's as if he was never married to the second wife at all. And the second wife can marry his relatives. So, for example, the second wife could now marry his brother, which, again, we know is, except in the case of Yibum, of leveret marriage, is forbidden. So it's as if it's not, I, I don't think it, he gives her a get. I think this marriage is just completely dissolved. So rather than in, in the first situation where the husband went abroad, both marriages are dissolved by giving a get. And there's no economic impact. In this situation, it seems like the second marriage is just kind of vanishes, but without a get. There's no bill of divorce. It seems like there's going to be no bill of divorce, but somehow nothing. It's almost like it's what the slate is wiped clean. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, so, so he can marry her relatives. She can marry his relatives. Nothing's happened. And if... Um, the first one dies. Well, she can. He can even go back and marry the sister. You, you know, you can't marry your wife's sister when your wife is alive, but you can marry your wife's sister after your wife dies. So we just go back. It's almost like life. The clock is set back to before his wife went away. What if they? What if? What if? Something, well, let's go through another scenario now. The Mishnah is going to play a second scenario. Amrulo. They told him your wife is dead. Begins in the same way. And he married her sister. Okay, now we're going to work out slightly different. So they told him his wife is dead. He married the sister. Afterwards, they told him she was alive. She was alive. So your marriage to the sister should have been invalid, but now she's dead. So now you can marry the sister. But when you, mar when you did marry her, you couldn't. 
And the Mishnah goes on, actually now we're paralleling our first Mishnah. Havalad harishon mamzer ve'acharon eno mamzer. The first child is a mamzer, but the last one is not. The first child is the child that was born while the sister was still alive, and the last one is the one who's born after the, sorry, after the, well, after the wife was still alive, and the last child is the one who was born after the wife died. And now Rabbi Yossi is going to object. Rabbi Yossi Omer, kol shehu posel al yedei acharim, posel al yedei atzmo. Anybody, anybody who can disqualifies others, disqualifies himself. Vesheino posel al yedei acharim, eino posel al yedei atzmo. And if he doesn't disqualify for others, he doesn't disqualify for himself. So he, he seems to be saying, and I mean, this statement of Rabbi Yossi is incomprehensible. And I've looked through a bunch of different commentators. And they all interpret it slightly differently, but none of them in a very satisfactory way. But he seems to be saying there's some kind of symmetry here that if, um, if this relationship kind of validates, if your own marriage, if your own marriage is invalidated, then it invalidates other people's relationship and, and vice versa. So there's some kind of symmetry here, but we don't quite understand. We don't quite understand what it is, but I think he's expressing disquiet at the double standard, at the, the different ways in which the um, incest on the part of a woman and incest on the part of a man are treated. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.